0: Welcome to the No Contact Club. Hi, I'm Chloe, and I'm Portia,
1: and we're back again
0: <laughs> for one more week. I'm surprised that you guys are still listening to us.
1: we actually might sound a bit different today. We're in my um, boss's office because I'm house sitting for them while they're away, so we've kind of uh, yeah. stolen
0: his office. Yeah. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> Shout out, Craig. How yeah. Walking the dogs while you're listening to this. <laughs> um. So last week was quite um. Interesting, because we actually, I well, we met one of our listeners, okay <laughs> No, she's like a friend of Chloe's, and um, she does like, it's like sewing and stuff. Yeah, sewing and, and everything. So we're going to pick up something from her house, and yeah. she comes out. She's like, "Oh, I feel like I'm meeting someone I already know." Yeah, it was, yeah, it
1: was exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: kind of strange because it's like, I realized it made me kind of realize that um.
1: How many people listen to us?
0: Yeah, and actually, and weird. like feel like they feel like they know us because yeah. it, because we're and having like, these conversations. I think
1: with Kay, it's different for me because I kind of knew her, but yeah. you didn't. Yeah, but also that there's people around the world who listen yeah. that neither of us know. And, yeah. and and listen to what we say. That's <laughs>
0: why I'm always so um, excited or shocked when we get like emails and stuff coming in because it's like we can see the stats online of of, you know, who's where, listening and yeah, where yeah, they yeah. are and stuff. But, and it
1: even tells us what music they're listening to. Yeah. Like
0: Taylor Swift. Or, yeah. Um, Apparently a lot of our listeners listen to Lizzo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was kind of, it, it kind of, like, gave me this realisation of, like, oh, okay, there are actually people, people who, listening. who listen to us, which yeah. is quite exciting I think. I know. <laughs> um, I've actually been listening to like speaking of podcasts and stuff yeah. I've actually been listening to um, the last podcast on the left's newest um, sort mm-hmm. of series that they do they're kind of like if you're into like true crime they're, they're a pretty well-known podcast I think but if if you're into true crime and like spooky things and stuff the last podcast on the left they're like a group of guys that are pretty um, funny but mm. I've been listening to their um, most recent episode on lobotomies. <laughs>
1: So, uh, trigger warning there, yeah, if anybody if,
0: gets queasy. Yeah, it doesn't like gory stuff, but <laughs> it's so just interesting, the sort of mad scientist yeah. that was behind, like, the um, popularity behind
1: lobotomies, yeah. I guess.
0: Like, it was, yeah.
1: It's so crazy that that was once, a, like... Preferred sort of method to I know. fix like mental disorders. I like, know. like all of us would be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who's listening to this who has got
0: mental health issues. Yeah. Would,
1: would it's nuts.
0: Like be lobotomized. <laughs> yeah.
1: Essentially. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, there was a meme that are just changing the subject. Yep. So, uh, steering <laughs> into a steering into a subject that i kind of want us to touch on there was a meme that i saw on um facebook that oh yeah we can share it on our
1: facebook page on our
0: facebook page so you guys can have a look at it but it was um <laughs> it was quite like apt for <laughs> what's been happening with us In the um, last week or so yeah yeah it was a um meme that essentially was like this this girl sitting at a lo- at a bookstore Signing copies of her book book called My Horrible Life. And her parents were standing there on the side and they were like, oh, if I had known you were going to be a writer, we would have treated you better. (laughs) Which is quite... um,
1: Fitting. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: quite fitting because there's been a, a little bit of... Pushback. Yeah, pushback that we've been hearing from people sort of within our
1: family. And we, like, I mean, for me personally, I really... I think it's good that we share this side of it too, because we've talked a lot about like the good stuff, like the emails and like people telling us that they really appreciate it and things. And that it's it's, helping a lot of people. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to share the other side because. To say that it's not as easy as we kind of make it out to be. Anyone who's gone no contact or even low contact will know that like, it's not an easy thing to do. And the pushback you get is like, unreal yeah. so this is just like a ne- another step up from that yeah well i mean it's because of the fact that we're
0: um speaking out about our own trauma yeah. and our own truth um and people doing like it in that. a more public way to try and help other people and mm. from the response that we've been getting it obviously is helping people yes um but yeah, it's kind of a interesting um three sixty that certain family members are pushing back on us to Yeah. To it kind of ties into the episode that we're gonna be doing yeah. today. Yeah. Okay? And <laughs>
1: also just quickly, it also I think we've mentioned this before, it also ties into that whole wanting to protect your mum. Like when we were kids how we would never talk about this stuff. Yeah. And now that we are, the people who are pushing back are like, No, no, these are things we don't talk about, you know? It's it's because of the fact that,
0: um, like we're going to get into this further on mm. because this has spawned this this is basically this pushback has spawned this entire episode. Yeah, we were going to do um, boundaries but but, but we've, we've decided to, to to touch on this this topic. Um but it's quite yeah, just yeah. interesting because it's like we're now owning our story mm-hmm. and and almost like going against the narrative that yeah.
1: has been created has by, been created by
0: well, our mum so it's quite interesting to see that those people who are still with within mm. that narrative and 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 they're still you know in that sort of
1: yeah, like dynamic and dynamic yeah
0: then pushing back being like no you're wrong mm. um yeah but I think that we should probably
1: yeah get started get started <laughs> hey while we are knowledgeable about this stuff because of our collective experiences we aren't professionals we research what we talk about and our references are in the show notes. But please don't take anything we say as gospel. If you feel like you need support, you can reach out to us at the no contact Club at gmail.com or see the links in the show notes. Thanks.
0: So we were going to do a different topic today. Yeah. But like we were saying, because of the um, pushback that we've kind of had, it's kind of spawned this conversation between Chloe and I and even Mm. between me and my therapist about sort of victimization and what it means to kind of be a victim so to speak um I was I I kind of like wanted to have this conversation with you Mm. um and talk about it on here because of the fact that I I had recently been speaking to my therapist about you know the difference between being a victim and being a survivor Um, and there's a term that he, he used, which was a reflective, reflexive adult, or as Ellen has (laughs) kindly coined it, RRA,
1: a (laughs) a bit of a tongue twister.
0: Yeah. Um, which we, we can kind of touch on later. Mm. Um, you know, we don't, I kind of like purposely, so Didn't. didn't. write a lot of notes for this episode more
1: natural like not that we like script everything we say but we have have notes to help us guide you know the conversation but today it's more like us kind of talking this out and in the same way like uh, sorry and also having like some notes to guide us and and important things and and yeah
0: and i think it's like it's like it was important for for us, in terms of, like, understanding what it means to be a victim and what it means to be a survivor mm. and what it means to when you take ownership of your trauma. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that we're both still learning to navigate on mm-hmm. our own journeys mm-hmm. and our own, you know, paths in life. Yeah. And so I think it was – I think because we don't have the answers. Yeah. And nobody has the answers. You no. Can only, you can only, you know, keep working on we yourself. We can't
1: tell you how to – how this – will fit for you or how this will feel for you. You know, it's all individual. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like your own, your journey is your own. And so it's like, yeah, Yeah. I think it's like, we're still learning and understanding how to like navigate it. And yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to then show like, Hey, like, like this is where we're at. Yeah. yeah, Like we say in our disclaimer, we're not professionals. We are simply two people (laughs) that are, um, that are trying to, you know, understand,
1: yeah and our own finding trauma. our own way i think um it's probably important to say right at the beginning of this that um we are in no way victim blaming or saying that it's the victim's yeah. fault that they got abused like yeah. nobody deserves to have bad shit happen to them at all no yeah. matter what that bad shit is and you know we never want you guys to feel like we've put you in that position of feeling like you're to blame yeah yeah um so i guess in that frame of mind we kind of want to establish that there's a difference between playing the victim which mm. is often what a narcissistic mother will do to or someone manipulate. with toxic traits yep yeah. um and then actually being the victim and taking your power back and making that step from victim to survivor
0: yeah um i guess like if we're starting with the narcissist who mm. will play the victim i'd also just want to preface this as well because we'll <coughs> we'll go into this later but but um I think it's important to also preface this conversation with when you were raised in a toxic situation with a narcissistic mother, with someone else with, Mm -hmm. you know, personality issues and, and everything often it's like a cycle of, they call it like, it's like the cycle of violence or the cycle of abuse yes. or whatever. And and without realizing it, you'll take on those toxic traits. So mm-hmm. I just want to preface this, you know, narcissist playing the victim kind of thing. It's possible that you could be in that place as well where you, you without realizing it, are doing this toxic behavior of playing the victim. But I think um, for now, we're going to focus more on...
1: Yeah. And the- I guess in that same vein, that that the narcissist could have been in an environment where their parental figure yeah. did that, you know? Yeah. And I guess that kind of really quickly just ties into what we've mentioned before where we're not blaming our mother in the, t- in the way of, you know, um, we're not, we're not, I can't, I can't get out what I'm saying. We're not giving her a free pass. Like, oh, well maybe you were treated in a bad way yeah. and that's why you did it to us. Like, yeah, fair enough. If shit happened to you and you, we're treated badly like us yeah. but you've got to take ownership for your own yeah and shit. that's
0: what we what we'll probably get into more yeah I'm um kind of, in this episode yeah. where this we're... is what
1: happens when we don't have notes.
0: yeah <laughs> um so in terms of like a narcissist who will play the victim or whatever mm-hmm. that's kind of what our mum's doing with the yeah. situation you know with the with the pushback that we've gone from family
1: and, know. and the
0: feedback that we've been getting. We know that our mum is, you know, taking the stance of being the victim. Especially yes. now that she knows that we're speaking out about it. But the thing is, like, we're not doing this to shade our mum yeah. or to, like, I don't know. like Out her. Yeah. yeah to everyone she knows. Yeah. We're simply, like, using our trauma, which happened to be caused by her behaviour, to help others and ourselves. And ourselves, yeah. Like, you know, there's there was one person in particular who we're not going to name... But, you know, we've had feedback saying, oh, we should have done this anonymously. Mm. Um, I don't, how? Like, (laughs) this is such a
1: public medium.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, when people say, I can't, I don't know if you can hear my chair, the chair chair moving (laughs) in the background, but when people say, you know, be anonymous, what they're really meaning is be quiet. Yeah. You know, there's no alternative to what we're doing. The issue isn't, you know. With how we're how doing, we're doing it. this it's the fact that we're speaking out at all mm-hmm. you know narcissists play the perfect victim and they'll find a way to turn things around to make it look like you know they are being yeah, victimized so, by you and they're manipulating the narrative
1: yeah so even though she was the one who did this behavior and did these shitty things it's like oh well, we're the bad guys because we're talking about it yeah, because it's we're like, like we're talking well about if it. you didn't do the bad behavior we would have nothing to talk yeah, about and like, i think
0: i think it's so it's such a key thing it's like if you uh you know, if I don't know if our mum even listens to this, whatever, mm. but you know, if you're listening to this and going, I don't like how how they're making me look, mm. it's like or or you say to a narcissist, This is your this is what you've done to me mm. and they go, Why why are you making me look so bad? Yeah,
1: why are you saying these things? It's like, Okay,
0: I'm not the one who's done this bad behaviour though. Yeah,
1: it's very it's it's like delusional. Yeah. Like they, they kind of delude themselves into believing that narrative. Yeah. And that's why they're so convincing to others because yeah. they so totally believe, even though, you know, that they're lying about something. Yeah. You know? um, and they'll frame it in a way to make outsiders to so people who have no idea yeah. about the situation. Or just
0: even people within like outsiders yeah. in terms of like, if you're having a conflict with your mother... And then she goes and talks to your siblings about mm, it and mm-hmm. ropes them into it and goes, you know, she's abusive, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it's a way to make them outsiders in your social circle to, like, believe that you're the one at fault. Yes.
1: Um, and, you know, they'll embellish stories yeah. and leave out bits where they did wrong and exaggerate or lie about your own behavior. Um, so, you know, if an arc is bullying you and you stand up for yourself, rightfully right. yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> The narc won't tell anyone about the bullying. They'll just exaggerate about you standing up for yourself or, you know, in their eyes, bullying them and behaving badly towards them.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of what we were touching on last week with um, the narcissist, you know, using these argument tactics and switching it around so your reaction... To them, doing bad behavior Mm. is then the focal point of that argument. Um, there was a picture that we saw, which we can also put on our Facebook page of um, I don't, I don't. It's it's commonly used like on political memes, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Where it's a a picture of like a victim running away, and then a narcissist like going to stab the person, and someone's filming it, and it's got how the narcissist presents it, and on the TV, it just looks like the Victim running away is actually the one attacking.
1: Yeah. The narcissist. Well, well, um, share it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I can. It's
1: it's not. It's <laughs> it's hard a, to explain. It's
0: not a visual medium <laughs> doing podcasting, yeah. so it's kind of hard to like explain <laughs> yeah. stuff visually. Visually, sorry. Um, I think also though that's not to say like you don't need to yeah. hold yourself accountable for your behavior. You one hundred percent do. Um, relationships, or I guess I should say adult relationships are yeah. 50-50 and you kind of need to be responsible for your 50%, mm. which is what the narcissist will never do, which is why Inver. it's important for us as victims or survivors to own up to our shit and hold ourselves accountable for our actions. Like this is the, yeah. it's the polar opposite of what a oh, narcissist yeah. will do.
1: And the thing is when the narc is causing all these issues and starting fights over nothing and yeah. bullying, abusing and just, you know, generally behaving like a terrible yeah. person... They want your response and your reaction. So we mentioned like that last in episode. last week's episode yeah. about arguing tactics. Because they get that reaction. And, you know, even if it's only a little bit negative or not neg- negative at all. Like, for, I can use an
0: example of um, when you're just being honest mm. to mum. And then she comes back with saying, you're being nasty and you're yeah. bullying me. Um, it's kind of like...
1: <laughs> or when, when we were talking about going to... Um, treetops the things for my birthday and she's like why are you guys leaving me out and yeah it's like Whoa. yeah it's it's
0: <laughs> it's it's turning it around saying yeah. something that isn't negative at all like and making it saying, a thing it's like saying stop yelling when
1: you're not like you're not raising, raising your, your voice. voice yeah yeah so they'll then have that ammo to turn themselves into the victim yeah. and you into the perpetrator
0: yeah um in order for them to kind of paint this narrative that they're the victim and you're like the bad guy if they ever yeah. Is, is a thing as bad guys and good guys, whatever. Um, it requires you to be in the position of being kind of isolated or not having a support system. Mm. So the narcissist will kind of, like, whittle down your support system and manipulate them and turn them against you. So you simply can't have anyone seeing you as the victim here. They're only allowed to see yes. the narcissist as, as the victim because that's the only narrative that they are being presented, Yeah. so to speak. Um, You know, th- there was this term that I... Um, that I read called The Consummate Victim. And as soon as I typed it into um Google, it came the first thing that came up was talking about <laughs> covert narcissism. Um talking about, you know, how narcissists will, will be the ones who are always wronged. They'll always be the victim. They'll never be at fault for anything. Yeah. You know, it it
1: That's how Yeah, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like it it's it's kind of like interesting because when I would respond to mum's, mm. you know, prodding and poking and 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 attacks against me, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's not like I wouldn't be responding negatively. in kind. Yeah. No, like I would be responding negatively. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's it's like it's like I was I was the one who was giving her that reaction, giving her that fifty percent mm. of the relationship by going, Okay, you wanna argue, let's argue. Mm. Um but the The thing that happened there was the focal point of that argument or or this interaction didn't end up being on mum's behavior yeah. and and I mean she would say horrible things and oh my God, and, and yeah. you know she knew exactly how to how to push your buttons push yeah push my buttons Everyone's but, buttons but the focal point then becomes. My behavior mm-hmm. and then she turned around and tried to tell everybody that I had anger issues,
1: even though if you hadn 't reacted at all and if if someone had just seen her behavior, that would have been viewed as bullying, yeah, and not a way that a mother talks to their daughter, yeah, yeah, so I guess what we 're trying to say here is that narcissists know exactly how to play the victim, yes, <laughs> and it 's a key response for them because then they can be met with sympathy and not held accountable for yeah. their actions yeah they'll never take accountability yeah, for their actions. Never, never, they're they're never in the wrong, and it's always someone
0: else's yeah. fault. I think also, like, it's important to understand how shaky a yeah. narcissist's ego and self-esteem kind of is. You mm-hmm. know, they've created this narrative. Because when you think of, like, before I before I learned about narcissists and all this stuff, I I always thought when someone goes, oh, you're a narcissist, that it's that grandiose kind of behavior mm-hmm. where they where they think, you know, they're the best. They're the best. Yeah, and, you know, puff out the chest. And sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah, but but quite often, you know, narcissists have created this narrative in their heads that they're this good guy that they deserve attention that they deserve to be, you know, revered and mm. respected. So anyone directly challenging that narrative is, in their eyes, the bad guy. You know, with mum listening to this, if she ever did listen to this, I mean, I I couldn't care less. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> but, she ever would. But if she. Ever listen to this, it wouldn't be her sitting there going, Wow, I i did wrong to my I children and yeah. I need to look at my behavior. Instead, she would then listen and go, Why are they doing this to me? Why are they ruining my reputation? You know, turning the focus onto them.
1: Yes, instead of the fact that, you know, our narcissistic mother or the narcissist in your life yeah is literally an abuser and a yeah. neglectful mother and her bad behavior is the reason we have this podcast in the first place yeah exactly <laughs> it goes straight back to that meme if i'd known you were going to be open and talk about your childhood i would have yeah. been a better mum. and yeah. that's exactly it like they'll never be sorry for their behavior and if they are it's only to save pace sorry save face <laughs> they'll never hold themselves accountable that,
0: that's why like again plugging our last episode (laughs) but that's why it's important to derail any arguments or interactions or conflicts you have with the narcissist because there's literally I mean I learned this the hard way because I would argue so much but there's literally no point in arguing with them or trying to make them see your side or even trying to make them understand or see the hurt that they've caused you because they'll they will never take responsibility oh, for their no. actions. No way. Ever, ever,
1: ever. And it doesn't even matter if you catch them in a lie or you like the story they'll, I told last time, they they don't see themselves as yeah, wrong. Like, yeah. It's, it's so frustrating. It's
0: like like I was saying, they'll forever be the consummate what do you call it? Consummate yeah, victim. Yeah. It, and I
1: think um it's quite a hard thing to come to terms with when you have been abused or neglected or, you know, whatever this narcissist has done to you because when someone wrongs you, all you want is that person to say, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have, you know, to yeah. take accountability. And, and to see the hurt. that. that yes. Like, because even the thing is, She'll like... She'll never see the hurt. Yeah.
0: Like, ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it, it can feel, like, hard when you know that someone that you're supposed to love or whoever... Who's will, supposed
1: to love you and treat yeah. you well.
0: Yeah, will never, you know, see the hurt that they've done to you or, mm. or, or even hear you and go... Okay, like let's work through this yeah. together because there's no working through it together. Narcissists will never. T- I just want to. No. I just want to like scream like, this from the rooftops. Like, they will never.
1: I remember this is a good example of this. I remember after the first time Mum had stopped drinking, <clears throat> excuse me, and we were in the car and there was a song and it was Kelly Clarkson and it's called Because of You. Yeah. And I think she wrote it about her dad, but the lyrics are like so spot on yeah. at that point for how I was feeling towards everything with mom and how it had affected me. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, she's in a better place now. I'm going to tell her this. And I said, oh, you know, this song, I used to listen to it a lot when you were drinking a lot. And it really kind of like resonated with me. And it, it um made me like, kind of helped me f- like feel what I was feeling about it. all. Yeah. And
0: understand what you were feeling. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and, you know, I was being so vulnerable and open to her. Like, we didn't talk about the drinking after she stopped, No, because... So. Well,
0: there was no talking about anything. No. Because it, it... It then... Because then... Sorry, I've derailed this. No, no it's us, okay. but, but us... Talking about stuff after the fact or after it had happened
1: mm. goes against her narrative.
0: That exactly. She's to paint. So exactly. we were like,
1: yeah, no. So then I told her about this, and we're listening to the song, and I think she shut it off, and she just said, you know, that's ridiculous. Like it wasn't that bad. It's in the past. Like that same stuff. So like yeah, instead fighting. of being yeah, instead of being like, shit, I'm so sorry. Like you know, I haven't really thought about how much this has affected you. Yeah. Or It was just like, oh, it's not a big deal. Let's move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, um it's. It also reminds me of when I was leading up to going no contact when it was really bad with arguments between mum and I, and I. This is again kind of ties into what we're talking about with being a victim and being a survivor and and taking ownership for, of your trauma. Um, it okay. There's a dog. There's a dog. There's a door. dog whining outside. <laughs> Let's pause for a second. We'll take a short break and be right back. <laughs> I can't even remember what I was talking about. I know so, we've gotten rid
1: of the dog. Yeah,
0: he he was. We tried to have him
1: sit in, with in here
0: with us, but his tail was wagging <laughs> and making like he's very cute. Loud noises against the floor. So uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway. it doesn't work out. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think also. Um, <sighs> talking about what it means for like to actually be a victim.
1: Yeah,
0: we can kind um, of- I kind of want to start with a quote that Chloe found on a um on a blog called from survivor to thriver uh, and it's on goodtherapy.org um and it goes a person has no choice about being victimized but they do have a choice about growing through that stage and moving forward
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah I think it's um, important to quickly note, I think we say that a lot. I think it's important to know. (laughs) Um, That if you are still in contact or you have to be in contact with your mother or whoever the narcissist is in your life, you're most likely still going to be in that stage of victimization. Or like
0: actively being victimized.
1: And it's you know, when you're removed from that and left to pick up the pieces of your life and put yourself back together after the narcissist has swooped in and rattled every part of yourself that makes you you, um, I I think it's important to understand that you aren't fixed in the place of being the narcissist's victim anymore yeah
0: i think um like in terms of in terms of actively actively being victimized Mm. as in you have to still live with the narcissist you're still interacting you you know you can't go no contact because you have kids together or whatever i think we need to kind of say that we're differentiating the two because when we talk about you know, being a victim of the narcissist, I'm kind of meaning more, like, after the fact, I guess. I'm kind of meaning it more in in terms of, like, you've had a shitty childhood and... and You've moved away. You've you've moved away or, you know, you've gone no contact Mm -hmm. and you're now left to kind of pick up the pieces. Yeah. Um, Because this was kind of, like, the conversation that I was having with my therapist in terms of, like, being of... the Like, I... I don't know how I'm going to how I'm going to get yeah. into this but I think but I think it's like there's a certain aspect to being a victim that can feel kind of helpless. like yeah helpless and feeling like I like I don't want to say this in a in in a way that I'm like can come off as Victim blaming because no one, you know, wants to no, be victimized. No. no one wants to to be in this place and have their power taken from them and, mm. and all this stuff. But there's a certain, there's a certain like feeling of of being like I can't help that I behave the way that I help because I had a shitty childhood, or yes, or you know the world owes me something because I had a shitty childhood.
1: So a good example that we. Talk- Um, yeah, I think a good example that we talked about is, um, the fact that we've had shitty childhoods and I work with kids and it would be really easy for me to be like, you know, this child just got a new bike. This yeah. is totally out of the blue. But, and, and at night that small child, no, you're like sitting there like <laughs> secretly seething that this 12 year old has gotten a, gotten yeah, a bike yeah. and you haven't. <laughs> but it would be so easy for me to be like, you know, this family, they get, you know, he gets a new bike whenever he wants. Totally not true. And for me to sort of put that on him, like, you know, um, why should he get a new yeah, bike? I never got new bikes when yeah, I was younger. Make him feel bad for just like being loved by his parents. But, yeah. um, but or his parents just being in a position just, where they can afford to buy a new bike. Yeah, whenever he yeah, wants. exactly. Like again, this is all just a, a story. Just no, just no, sort of it's play actually very
0: true. The garage right now, if <laughs> is you go into it's full with It's full of children's bikes. Like <laughs> they've got a problem.
1: <laughs> so it. So that's me being like, okay, yeah, like I feel that little pang of that's unfair. And that's that, you know, 12-year-old and me that wished I'd got a new bike or whatever it was. But I'm adult enough to know that that's my trauma that's making me feel like that. And I'm not going to put that on a 12-year-old kid and make yeah. him feel bad just because I had a shitty time. Yeah,
0: and I think that also comes down to... um what my therapist brought up, I kind of like latched onto this term that he Mm. used where he was, where he called like, you know, you want to be a, it's, it's part of being a reflective, reflexive adult. And so I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) So I'm like, Google away. Yeah. But but it kind of like came up in terms of like being reflective. Everybody knows that term. Yeah. Kind of like, it means, you know, looking
1: back and looking
0: back and and going, what went wrong? What went right? You know, how can I, and why and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you can also be reflexive and kind of, it's, it's almost like you call it like a reflexive, like it's, it's like a instantaneous response Mm. and a and being reflective and reflexive kind of ties in, ties in the two of going, um, like say I'm trying to use an example to, to make it more understandable. Um, think about like a teacher, a -hmm. young, a, a young early education mm-hmm. teacher working with small children. Mm. And during the, after, after her class, she sits down and goes, oh, okay, yeah, I noticed that, you know, they were a bit worked up. So I should have, I should have realistically, you know, changed this to to make them respond better. Or I should have, mm. I should have done this because they were, they weren't feeling this exercise that I was doing. But to be a reflexive teacher, she would make those decisions in the class, yeah. So it would be like she would be able to notice whether Timmy was <laughs> having issues at home, and that's why he t- couldn't complete his homework. So she needed to help him with that, and, and yeah. So you you, cha- you like change taking
1: what you've learned from being reflective and putting and that into practice, putting that
0: into actual practice. So you're yeah. not just looking at, at the fact afterwards going, oh, you know, I. I, this went wrong and this went right, you can then apply that to your everyday mm. life. Mm-hmm. And I think that was quite. Kind an of, I mean, I'm I'm going to explore that a little bit more, I think, but I it's think... It's a good
1: point to bring up. I yeah, think, yeah. In terms of being, um, in terms of the conversation around victimhood and, and moving forward to being a survivor, like... Yeah. it It's so, so important to look back at the crappy things that have happened and be able to respond like respond differently if if you come across things that are challenging like yeah
0: because yeah. I think I think the the whole the whole thing that we're talking about here with you know being a victim and and mm-hmm. you know what I was saying before about like entitlement or whatever or blaming the world for your problems and saying I can't take ownership for my shit or the way that I act because I had a shitty childhood or whatever yeah I think I think it's it's to to be like reflective and reflexive or whatever the fuck we're talking about (laughs) an rra yeah it's it's like seeing and understanding that your trauma and your childhood and things that have happened to you in the past have led you to this point and it's no wonder that you have yeah you have you know mental health problems because your childhood was supposed to be some was supposed to be, you know, filled with people who are who are there to guide you and, you and support and you and love you and you and keep you safe and and foster that, you know, trust in yourself and yeah. trust in other people. But obviously that, that hasn't didn't happen. Happened. Yeah. Because why would you be listening to this podcast if that happened? <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it's important to then to then look at that and go, okay, I can understand why I've gotten here, but it's now my responsibility to take ownership mm-hmm. of my trauma. Now that I'm out of that situation, Mm -hmm. and now that I'm an adult, it's important for me to take ownership of my trauma and, and to kind of, you know, take my power back and move from being a victim Mm -hmm. who feels helpless and, and, you know, feels out of control and, and, you know, wants to be rescued and and feels like, you know, you lack choices or, or possibilities. It's important to then, you know, step out of that role and go, okay, okay my mum or my dad or you know my partner or whatever took my power away and they put me into this place of being a victim yep and now it's my job to then step out of that role and do the work and do the work even though I mean it's shitty that
1: we have to even do the work yeah but but I think it's on us as adults like as we grow to do that work even though it's we shouldn't have been put in that position we shouldn't have to do any work but you know. But life isn't fair. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I know that. I know that's a very like simplistic view on yeah. <laughs> on a very complex conversation and a very complex issue, yeah. especially to do with you know childhood trauma and freaking people being abusive. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's just life isn't fucking fair. Yeah, and and sure it's happens. up to it's up to it's up to us to
1: be the best that you can be.
0: Yeah, and and, and to almost like be like you know what my mum wanted to put me in this place of being a victim and my mum wanted to take that power away from me and, and, and yeah, I may have mental health issues Mm. or whatever, but it's now my job to go almost like in spite be like, you, you want to keep me in that place of being a victim. You want to keep manipulating me. I'm not going to let you anymore. Yeah. I'm, I've now gone no contact. I've now gone low contact and it's my job now to then foster and re yeah. myself almost yeah. to 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 and look
1: after yourself.
0: Yeah, and to fix relation. This is why I was wanting to talk about like about people coming from their childhood with a narcissistic parent mm. and having those toxic traits. Mm. Because I certainly have toxic traits. Oh like, yeah, me like too. I know. I, I mean,
1: th- oh yeah, like me. Not. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs>
0: you definitely do. You've got a problem. <laughs> this podcast is actually about you. <laughs> but but I think it's like important to 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 notice in yourself like of course you're gonna pick up habits from toxic people yeah if you if that's all you know and if that's all you've been taught to do when you're a kid like of course it's gonna happen like being really
1: judgmental of other people mum was really judgy of other people and would sit and laugh and point at people like people watching and i picked that up so much and it's so hard to actively get yourself out of that yeah
0: absolutely it's it's i
1: think it's just like important to like Take your power back. Mm.
0: Like, take ownership of your shit. Mm. And and it's okay to... I mean, there's this thing, there's this saying, there's this term or whatever that... My therapist basically said, um, he goes, you know, when when you work with criminals or whatever, and you go to them and go, why did your life turn out this way? Mm. And and not once does one of them respond going because I'm a bad person and I, and I did this bad thing. Mm. I think the hard part of being brought up in a toxic Mm. household and being brought up with a narcissistic mother who doesn't provide for you properly. The hard part is to then remove yourself from that and go, okay, I need to look at myself Mm. and, and, take ownership of my behavior and take ownership of the toxic traits that are inside of me. Mm. I don't know. I just have so much to say on this. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: I think, I feel like I'm
0: just like rambling, but
1: before we kind of wrap up, I want to reiterate that we aren't victim blaming. No, we don't. That's not where this is kind of coming from. Like, like we said, we're just, having a conversation about this whole concept. And... and I
0: think it's going to be an ongoing conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think it's going to be something that we're not finished talking about this. And, you know, who knows down the track, we might then, you know, create an episode where we completely go back on what we've just yeah. said and, and have changed our minds. And I think that's... And that's okay. That's okay. Because <laughs>
1: okay. like, we're learning. Let's, let's yeah. like change our minds. Yeah. It's okay to learn new things. Yeah. And if you have any thoughts about this whole idea, like, please email us.
0: Yeah. Like reach out to us, like interact with us about this because it's, it's not, you know, concrete and it's not, Mm. it's not a conversation that we're finished having.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's, it's not easy to, Look at yourself and go, okay, I now need to take ownership for my behavior mm. and I need to move out. You know, the, the, the whole thing was that I was thinking is like, a narcissist puts you in the place of being a victim. They put you there. You mm. you didn't ask for that. And of course you never would. Mm. But once you decide to take your power back and 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 move out of that place of being a victim to being a survivor, that's when you can almost look at your trauma and look at your life as being less stuck in one mm-hmm. place and and come come at your trauma from a place of yeah. like I want to grow from this
1: yeah I, and... it
0: shouldn't have happened and I didn't ask for this in any way but I've I, it's here yeah. now so yeah. what are you going to do with it yeah what exactly. are you going to do with it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like, like hopefully we made sense. Yeah, but...
0: and and honestly, this is like an open dialogue. If you've got thoughts on this, please
1: tell us. Yeah, tell us. Or if us, we your said
0: something that you felt was problematic or wrong, yeah, or,
1: please please tell us. Yeah,
0: let us let us know because. I I also... I know that I've, like... I feel like I've rambled so no, much no. on this episode.
1: Well, you... I think you have more to say about it because it was you who had the conversation about it all with your therapist anyway. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. understandable. And
0: I, I think... I mean, we're going to have to wrap up soon anyway because I have to go on a call cool. for work. But um, I think it's just, like, important to know that life and trauma and all of the shit in between mm. isn't black and white and you're not fixed in one spot and you don't have to be a victim Mm. anymore when you can remove yourself from that situation and go okay it's my job now to grow from this Mm. um yeah and if you need any support please reach out to us we have um references in the show notes of um uh helplines and everything like that um you can email us what's our email <laughs>
1: <laughs> the no contact club at gmail.com yeah and we're also Easy. on facebook yep. and instagram although we're not posting on instagram yet because yeah. we haven't got anything. <laughs> but, but we, will, we yeah. will
0: so if you find our instagram and it's empty that's why
1: <laughs> you can feel free to follow us anyway
0: yeah exactly all right thanks for listening guys stay classy